Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Today, a real treat. You know, what kind of blogs do you read? Would you read a blog that says you can live supernaturally in your work? Or a blog that says it can help you with Christmas stress? Really? I read a lot of blogs and I read a lot of books, but none are sweeter than when you know the person doing the writing. Did you know that every week Martha and I release a blog? You can go out to iworkforhim.com and subscribe to our blog. But I'm not talking about reading my own blogs. I'm talking about reading Dr. Jim Harris blogs. They Every time he releases one, they touch me right where I'm at, and they teach me things I need to know. Dr. Jim Harris has been on our show many times. He joins us today to talk about Christmas dress and living in our work supernaturally. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome back to I Work For Him. Merry Christmas, Jim. It's great talking to you again. How are things up there in Pensacola, Florida today? Well, right now it's uh, 70 degrees and rainy, but it's going to get a little bit colder, so we'll get some crisp Christmas weather here in the next few days. Did you get any snow a couple weeks ago? There was a very light, light, I mean like one quarter of an inch, about 20 miles north of Pensacola, but nothing here in town, no. <laughs> oh, that's course, too that bad. Major blizzard here. You know, we had to close schools and everything. You know? <laughs> that would have been so <laughs> awesome. That would have been so awesome. Uh, so listen, let's just give it uh, the listeners an update. It's probably been most of the year since we've had you on the show. How, how are you doing? How's Dr. Jim Harris doing, and how, how is the ministry of drjimharris.com doing? It is really, Jim, going well. You know, you know my story and some of the listeners who've heard me before. You know, about five years ago, I finally got a word from the Lord, you know, come come work for him. Uh, that, that'd be a great radio show, don't you think? Yeah, I, work yeah, for I think him? you'd call it I Work For Him. That'd be a great radio show. That would be a great show. And I finally got it. I started saying, wait a minute, I really do work for him. And from that time... Just truly, he's blessed and blessed and blessed. I have retainer clients, one-on-one coaching clients. I just launched an inner circle, doing a lot of blogging, and get to hang out with guys like you. It really is, just like a, just like a Jimmy Stewart said, it's a wonderful life. <laughs> I wish we get to hang out. My hope is that in 2018, we actually get some face-to-face time. All right, so, so let's just take that a little deeper. When you hear, I work for him, how does it resonate with how you live out your life every day today, knowing that five years ago the Lord said, Dr. Jim Harris, come on, straighten up, fly right. Well, how is it impacting you today? Everything starts and ends with our relationship with the Lord, period. It starts and ends with our communion, and that's more than a devotional, with asking him, what do you want me to do today? What exactly lies in front of me? Here's what I'm thinking, what my plans are. And one of the biggest changes, Jim, is instead of me saying, here's what I want to do, bless it, Lord. (laughs) I say, Lord, what do you have me do? Because I already know the blessing is there if I just walk into it. I don't have to work for it. It's already there. (laughs) But how many of us get caught up in that trap? Lord, this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to. I'd like you to have you come alongside me and, and help me out here a little bit. This is. I got this great idea. Come out and, and we'd love you to bless it. Would you just you know help me out here a little? I mean, how many how many Christ followers have you run into that have gone through that and realized that's not the way it's supposed to work? I don't think any little idea my three pound brain can come up with can impress God. 
<laughs> so I let him impress me instead. I'm thinking three pounds. That's a pretty good brain. Is that a brain? Is that how much? How much is your brain weigh? I don't know how much a brain. For three ounces, maybe mine's three ounces. That might I don't know. <laughs> I'll I'll Google it in the break. That's what I'll do. I'll Google it in the break. But but I mean, but seriously, how many times have you heard a Christ follower come up to you and say, you know what? I had this great idea. I started run with it, and then I asked the Lord to bless it. That didn't work out so good for me. I mean, how many times have you heard that story? Um, probably ninety nine times out of a hundred when I hear the story. Seriously, ninety nine times out of a hundred. And every now and then, that one out of a hundred just happens to get lucky or get it right, or they're led by Holy Spirit, and they happen to jump on it, didn't realize Holy Spirit was leading them. Hmm. It, it's just, uh, you know, when I look back at the times I did that, I'm just grateful that God didn't go, you know, Jim, I'm kind of tired of you causing trouble. I'm going to take you out. <laughs> I'm just Yeah, I'm just washing my hands of this. For, thank you, Lord. Grace, mercy, and patience, patience, patience. <laughs> Oh, boy. And that's my prayer for 2018. I need more patience. All right. Now, doc, Dr. Jim Harris, you on your website, drjimharris.com, you are an avid blogger. You're an avid speaker. You're an avid and extraordinary prolific writer. What topic have you written about in a blog or a book that has generated the most feedback to you? Because it's nice to write stuff, but it's also nice to get people to feed back to you about it. You know, that, you, I've never been asked that question. That really is a good question, Jim. Thank you. Um, I am absolutely amazed. There's one blog I published almost three years ago, over two years ago, and the title of the blog at drjimharris.com is Seven Prayers to Prosper Your Business. It never fails. Every week I get somebody either emailing me or commenting on that blog. Just this week I've gotten an email from Ethiopia, one from Russia. I've gotten several from England and Ireland lately. It is amazing the international impact of one blog with just seven simple prayers to prosper your business. And that led me, Jim, to actually expand that. And now I have on my website, if you care to join the blog, uh, for free, it's a PDF, 31 Power Prayers to Prosper Your Business. And it's one for every day of the week. And so I, I took the seven prayers that the audience said, we like this. Can you give us more? And I did. Wow. Okay. All right. And, and you, every time I get a blog from you, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to read it. I mean, I just love the stuff that you're talking about. All right. So Thanks. this is a question I didn't tell you I was going to ask you, but let me just ask you this question. All right. I don't, you didn't release any new books this year. Well, I learned a long time ago, and now, as you know, my tagline is, be led, right? Right. In my last book, I Run Fair Advantage, How to Unleash the Power of Holy Spirit in Your Business, I was led to write that, just as I was really learning what Holy Spirit really is all about. I have a couple in the back of my mind, but Jim, you and I know, I've got to move at the speed of Holy Spirit, not in my flesh. So I'm just holding back. And I'm doing other works, including maybe we'll talk a little bit later about the inner circle, which I'm really excited about. All right. So is one of those ones in the back of your head a, a, a follow-up to the impactor? Um, no, it's not. In fact, okay. it goes into what you mentioned in the opening about a supernatural life. And Okay, I'll share with your listeners because we're such good friends. <laughs> the working title, and this is, I believe it's from the Lord. I will double-check and get a witness. But the working <laughs> title would be... The new normal. Mm. How to huh. step into a supernatural 
role in your business, something like that as a subtitle. In other words, move from normal to super, super normal, to, to from natural to supernatural. That's where God is. That's where Holy Spirit is. That's where we have the gifts toward. Why should normal be acceptable? We need to step into the supernatural. Well, and I got to tell you, you know, I've read I've read several of your books. I've read all of them. I know you got eleven or twelve of them out there. But you know, when you wrote and released your book, our unfair unfair advantage, unleashing the power of the Holy Spirit in your business, then you wrote an article as well, recently challenging us to stop embracing that normal life and start embracing supernatural life. You know this this whole idea of 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 Christ followers being led and living out their lives under the power of Holy Spirit is amazing, yet that is so often not talked about in mainstream denominational church services. What do we do with no, that? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. I, this is not a theological comment. It's just, it, just like Christmas, Jim, when you're given a gift by somebody, do you just set it off to the side and say, well, that's nice, you know, but that's really not for me, not now. Do you ever do that? Have you ever done that? Only with a gift card, but I always have an idea of when I'm going to spend it. Uh, so, when you're given a gift, when Martha gives you a gift this Christmas, you're not going to set it aside and say, well, that's really not for me. You know, it's time has passed. Yet how many of us believers say, oh, no, 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 those, that, those gifts, things that all the Acts 2 church walked in, that's not for us. Well, unfortunately... They're wrong. It's just simple. They're wrong. And that's what God has gifted. That's why they're called gifts. He wants us to unwrap it. And as he leads us to unleash them in his way at his time. Dr. Jim Harris, an avid blogger, an avid speaker, an avid writer. And I just love, there was a couple of topics I just really wanted to dig deep with them. And I had a day for just some conversation. Dr. Jim Harris, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you, Jim. All right, so you wrote this. You wrote this article, embracing a life, a supernatural life, your new normal. You know, kind of like you're going along with this. I, I sense a book in the future, as you said earlier. Talk to me about what do you mean by embracing a supernatural life? Well, re- Jesus rejected a natural life. When he walked the face of the earth, yes, he was a man, but what was he walking in? He was walking in the power of God. He said, you know, even in John five nineteen, hey, I said, I can't do anything of myself, but I only do what the Father does or what he tells me to do. And, you know, he said it again in John five thirty. you know, I don't seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. So he did not walk in his own flesh and on his own, his own so-called human power. He walked in the supernatural power of God and showed us how to do that through his life. All right, all right, all right, okay, okay, great. Love the Sunday school answer. No offense meant, but okay. We got normal people. Jesus rejected a natural life. Great, fantastic. He was God, okay? You and me, we're just like normal people. Now, Paul, I, under, I understand he embraced a supernatural life. You know, he had a face-to-face conversation with Jesus on the road to Damascus. What does this look like? And every day, every day-to-day when, when, we're in our, when we're in our offices, when we're out in the ditches, when we're out in the, the parking lot selling cars, when, what does it look like when we're doing retail at Christmas time when everybody's cranky? I mean, how do we walk the supernatural life in a day-to-day jobs? I mean, we're not Jesus. How do we do this? Well, when Jesus came to earth, he was not God. He left that 
in heaven. He walked as a man, number one, so he's no different than you and me, buddy. No different, zero. But he was at his at baptism. When Holy Spirit power fell upon him, that's when he began his ministry, not before. He only began it after he received the power. In fact, Paul, you said mentioned, you mentioned Paul in 1 Corinthians 2. Paul says, now, I'm not walking around telling you what I think as a man and my own persuasive words and my own excellency of speech, man, I'm, but I'm walking in the demonstration of spirit and of power. And what does that look like? We mentioned it a minute ago. The gifts that God gives us, God's motivational gifts of prophecy and ministry and teaching and exhortation, and Jesus' leadership gifts, the fivefold gifts of prophecy and evangelist and teacher and all, and of course the Holy Spirit power gifts, that's often it's called in 1 Corinthians 12. They know healing and miracles and prophecy and discerning. You can disagree and you can say, those gifts are not for me, but Jim, that's exactly what Jesus wants us to do. He said, don't do anything until you receive the supernatural power. And that's all I'm talking about. That's that's what you're normal for. We should wrap around (laughs) like Acts 2. Church. That's that's all you're talking about. I love that. That, that. That's it. That's the show for today. Dr. Jim Harris, thanks for being on I Work Frame. No, seriously. I mean, I know. I know what the Bible says. I know what Acts 2 says. In fact, we've been studying it in our small church. I mean, I, I, I get it. But seeing people live out their life walking in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, who the same Spirit that led Jesus in, in his ministry, that, that raised him from the dead, that's the power we're supposed to be walking in. But Dr. Jim Harris, when was the last time you were walking down the street and you encountered a, a business person or somebody else in their workplace that maybe wouldn't consider themselves a business person living in that power, and you saw it? Um, I had coffee today with one of my colleagues that we've uh, launched a, a ministry here called Marketplace Mondays, and as we met, he um, gave me some great words, which were words of wisdom, stuff that, that really didn't come from him, and he had a vision of what this entire ministry looks like, and I had not thought of it, he had not thought of it, but when I asked him a question, it came to him. It said, I don't, this came from God. It did not come from me. And we can do that very easily. All we've got to do is practice, ask Holy Spirit, hey, what am I supposed to know about this? Help me. Because John, in the book of John, Jesus said, hey, I'm going to send you a helper. And he's mm-hmm. going to not only remind you of everything that I've taught you, he's also going to tell you things to come. Just trust me, it may be a word, it may be an idea, it may be a, a thought. It's not human intuition. That's supernatural God coming down and saying, I can't talk to your brain, your brain can't handle me. I had to find another way to get to you. It's called <laughs> your spirit. I know I'm a spirit, you're a spirit. That's how I'm going to t- communicate to you because your brain can't handle it. I just want to make sure people are getting this, Jim. I want to make sure that people understand Absolutely. this is not some ethereal concept, that this no. is not something pie in the sky, that this is practical, that as Christ followers, this is how we should be living in our workplace, no matter what our workplace is. I mean, I, I, and, I, and I say no matter. I mean, we, there are people listening from all different walks of life. We've got teachers and government workers and medical workers, and we've got people selling used cars in the background, which, by the way, I, I, I miss selling used cars. You know, people selling insurance and people <laughs> working you know all different types of people and and yet so where do we go to get training on how to live supernaturally in our workplace because most of us are not going to get that training 
We're not going to hear a lot about it at church because I, yeah, I've i never it. attended it. And, and I'm, I'm trying to be very careful. I'm not trying to bash churches. I'm trying to say, how do we get that encouragement so we can live it out, so we can bring it back to our churches and tell people, oh, my word, this is what's been going on in my life. This is what God intended. I mean, how? You, you ask me how, and I don't mean to make this a plug for my book, but that is how I learned it. And that's what the Lord asked me to write. Tell other people about what you've learned so far in your walk. And that's Which where book? our unfair advantage came from. And okay, it, our it, unfair It's advantage. not difficult. It's practice. Just, okay, for instance, here's an easy way to drop your decision-making 18 inches from your head to your spirit. That's, that's the big key. Drop your decision-making. Drop Before you do something, check in the spirit. I do this when I go into restaurants. Even though I know this restaurant, I love it, I'm going to, I, 99 times out of 100, I order this. I look at the menu and say, Holy Spirit, what should I order today? And you know what? Holy Spirit knows where they had a bad piece of chicken if I normally, you know, bought chicken. Or if, you know, they dropped the steak on the floor. He'll know. He doesn't want to get me sick. And so sometimes there's something on that menu I never thought about, and I get this little, oh, oh, okay, I've never thought about it. I'm going to try this. And it's, it's amazing. It's something as simple as a menu in a restaurant being led by just saying, what should I eat tonight? Well, and that's, you know, I, I will tell you that I started realizing in the last 20 years or so how God really wanted to get involved in the intimate finite details of yeah. my life if I would let them. You know, for instance, if I had an inkling, was, there's been many times when I've been working on construction projects at home, you know, and, and I love, mm-hmm. I lo- I'm not afraid of anything. I should be probably, but I'm not afraid of anything. And and I'll get a little inkling, oh, pick that up because if you don't pick it up later on, that's going to stub your toe or, or shut that door because you don't pay attention, that door's going to whack upside the head or whatever it may be. I realized, wow, I need to be listening to all of this. Uh, but it's the same thing in our work, that God really wants to get involved in our day-to-day if we'll just ask Him, right? Exactly. And we are in the marketplace not just to make a profit, but to take the kingdom, to share the kingdom. And as you just step back and do just a little listening, just practice and check and just, just say, Lord, is that really you? And as you practice, you will be able to tune in to the Holy Spirit FM channel, the AM channel. If you're trying to listen to God on FM and he's talking to you on AM, who needs to change? So we're going to give away some of your books after the bottom of the half hour, but I haven't gotten them yet okay. in the mail. So which ones did okay. you send me so I could tell people what we're giving away? I sent you a couple of copies of Our Unfair Advantage. Sweet! Okay. All right, good. So we're plugging the book that we're going to give away. Great. Okay. Because that book, you know, you remember that I took a group of about 12 business owners, and, yeah, they were business owners and leaders through that book, through a study of that book. And it turned them upside down because they had never been taught that that really, as Christ followers, with the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, that we had an unfair advantage because all we had to do was ask, God, what do you want me to do with this decision? What do you want me to do with this decision? What do you want me to do now? This person's sitting in front of me. Do you have a message for them? You, you, I mean, this, I'm thinking about hiring this person. Do you want me to hire this person? I mean, we, we hardly ever practice that. We, we try to rely on our own power, and then re- we rely on God when things get a little rough. And just like we said earlier, that's exactly what Jesus did. He said, I don't do anything or say anything unless the Father directs me. That's how he lived. We should live the same. All right, so what are some of the things that get in the way 
uh, and block us from living by the power of the Holy Spirit? Really quick, thirty seconds. Oh well, I, I would say a couple of couple of the big ones are fear. You know, we, we just that we've never done it before, and that's where the book comes in. Just gives you some steps into it, and also. I call it ignorance, but it's really not ignorance. It's just I don't understand what gifts God already has given me, and I don't know how to use them or how to release them. Those are two of the biggest ones, and those are easy to overcome when you have a little bit of guidance. I want to finish up the conversation on the supernatural living. Jim, in your life, how has this worked for you? In the last several years, as, as you've refined the the daily ministry, quote-unquote, business that you're in, how has living supernaturally changed, really just not, 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 impacted, impacted your living? It's actually changed my entire advising, coaching, um, consulting approach, period. Now I always start from the Spirit, and simply what I mean by that, I pray harder now for my clients than I'd ever prayed before. I have now walking along with my retainers, my one-on-one executive coaching clients, my pastors that I coach. I walk along as much as they call it a Holy Spirit shepherd. It just means I'm just asking Holy Spirit, what do they need to hear? How can I support them? Is there something that they need to be aware of that they're not aware of or a question I need to ask? And if they have concerns, family, business, um, in the church, I pray along with them, and that then launches everything else. Yes, we still do the business. We still do the you know advising, the tr- traditional business services that I offer um, for entrepreneurs and fast-growth businesses. But it starts in prayer. And this works no matter how big your business is, no, how, no matter what your position is in, in any organization. It works, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. And I have executives that are and you know, multi site, multi state owners of businesses and small, fast growth entrepreneurs. It works for everybody. And as they come along and as we and as we are truly learning and they teach me as much as I teach them often to be led, it's amazing what the Lord reveals to them and sometimes often to me. It's a whole new level of advising. It's it's something I would have never experienced ten years ago. Okay, now, here's the zinger question. Didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question. And, and when I say that, ladies and gentlemen, I let my guests know where I'm going to go with the conversation because I don't like to zinger them, but Jim Harris is a friend. So I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, you're, you're, you're talking about utilizing the Holy Spirit in, in all of your business transactions and your coaching. How has being led by Holy Spirit impacted your marriage to Brenda? Oh, we just, this year, just came out of, early this year, um, uh, chemo. Um, she was diagnosed 11 years ago with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, marginal B-zone. But it was dormant for 10 years, and all of a sudden it came back aggressively. And as it did, we were led, because we've been learning this along with one another, and we were okay with, although we'd been on organic and natural for many years, with uh, chemo. We knew after the fourth chemo, Jim, of six, we knew after the fourth of six, she was healed. It was clear to us, even clear to our pastors. But we heard God say, continue. We didn't want to, but we did. In the end, what we then found out was after the sixth treatment, long of it short, the unsaved oncologist, he's uh, Joe Friday, you show me the facts, I don't care about faith, when he saw the PET scan of Brenda post versus before, he looked at it and said, 
basically, I'm not even that good. He knew it was supernatural, and we had a chance to witness to him. <laughs> That's the kind of stories we want to hear over and over again. As Christ followers, we have the we have the ability to impact our nation if we would just live led. I just love that. All right, I want to move on to a, a blog you just released this week: How to Manage yeah. Christmas Stress. You don't have any like Jesus. Was that? You don't have any stress this Christmas, do you? I don't. I really don't. I really. I really don't, but I will tell you, I have had Christmas stress in the past, but no, my situation is so unique, I really don't have any Christmas stress, and this year we're not traveling for Christmas, except for just to Fort Myers and back, so, you know, how do we manage Christmas stress just like Jesus managed Christmas stress? Now, it was his birthday, give or take a few months, but what are you getting at with this blog? Excuse me. Yeah, you know one verse really, I think, says it all in this. And as I looked in this verse and went deep, there were three very simple things. The verse is Matthew fourteen twenty three. We all know it. And he, Jesus, dismissed the crowd and went up to the mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. You know, we can skip by that. But when you look back and say, whoa. What did he do? He, and he said he dismissed the crowd. He'd been teaching and teaching and teaching and teaching and healing and healing and healing. He was drained. So he did three things. Here's how Jesus managed stress, his stress management technique. Number one, he got away. Number two, he prayed. And number three, he focused on the Father. We can all do that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. We can all do that. Everybody out there listening today, raise your hand. When the last time, when you realized you'd been really stressed out, that you just went away and got quiet. Huh. You know, sometimes we do it and don't even think about it. That's exactly what Jesus did over and over and over and over. But he got away into a place to where there were no distractions. I get away in my office, 5 o'clock in the morning, no distractions, no phones, no email. And that's where I pray, and that's where I go beyond. I go into deep prayer, not just a devotional, but communion time. And I just focus on, what have you got for me today? What have you got for me today? It's amazing how that just clears your, not only your head, but also your heart, your spirit, and it clears your schedule. Don't do that. Do this instead. Thank you. So how do you deal with it in your office? So you got your computer in your office, your cell phone's probably nearby, there's maybe even a TV on the wall. I mean, how do you go to your office and deal with having no distractions? It's called an off button, Jim. Do you have one of those on your devices? <laughs> oh, boy. Everybody's laughing along with me, just in case you want an off button. I don't think we as a society know what off means anymore. That's one of the biggest distractions, and I'm not saying, you know, I like, man, I've got my, I got my iPad Pro on here, I've got my second screen, I've got my phone handy, I'm on another phone, I've got, I got all this stuff around me. It's so easy to get distracted, and I think that's also a, a tactic of the enemy. If I can keep them distracted, they're not going to get away, pray, focus on the Father, they're not going to be led. Okay, but Jesus was the Son of God, and he, how come... How come he needed to get away? I mean, he... he Well, I said it earlier. When he came to earth, Jim, he gave up his rightful power in the kingdom. He came to earth as a human. And when then he came out of the water, and as a dove, the Holy Spirit power came upon him, that's when he started walking supernaturally. Jim, he was no different than you and me. 
flesh and blood, and he was teaching us how to walk in the anointment that God wants us to. We think that he's God on earth. Yes, he is, but not for those 33 years. There's a concept for you. Yeah, but there's a few books been written about that one. I mean, it's just, you're right. When Jesus, and you read in Matthew 14, 23, great verse to go and check out. After he had dismissed the crowd, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. Alone. We don't get a lot of alone time without the phone, without the TV, without the computer. We don't get a lot of alone time in the in, in nature. I mean, Jesus loved to go to the Mount of Olives to pray. But the alone part was out in nature. He was alone. And when we're alone in nature, it is a lot easier to hear the voice of God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've learned it has taken practice. It's taken time. It wasn't easy because I'm a connected guy just like you. Once you get in the process, in the system, you don't want to give it up. You do not want to give it up. I do not give up my 60, 90 minutes, often two hours or more, early morning, with hot cups of coffee, a Bible, no distractions. I'm not going to give that up, Jim. It's too rich. I'm not going to give it up. And your prayer time, as Jesus focused on his Father, and he really just focused on his relationship with his Heavenly Father, I mean, they, they just they were very close, and he was listening for daily direction. Do you find that you get that daily direction as you're praying? Yes, some days it's more than others, Jim. I'll be honest, some days I'm coming away. Well, I didn't get much out of that, but it is, that's the still, small voice. I'm still learning how to tune in and get those little auctions, those little extras. Some days it's very clear, and it's a flood. Some days, there's not so much, but I keep pressing. I don't stop because I know it's there. We've covered quite a few things. First of all, what does it mean to live supernaturally? Then, how do we deal with Christmas stress like Jesus? And now, we're going to find out how you can be part of the inner circle. You know, one of the things I love about Dr. Jim Harris is he's always thinking that the Lord has always prompted his heart to go somewhere. And just as Tim from Largo called in to win the uh, Dr. Jim Harris's latest book, Our Unfair Advantage, Unleashing the Power of the Holy Spirit in Your Business, in Your Life, Dr. Jim Harris also wants to feed into people, and he created a new group called the Inner Circle. Dr. Jim Harris, talk to me about why'd you create the Inner Circle? I mean, it sounds it's but it sounds very cool. Sounds very um, uh, you know, uh, oh, what was the word I was looking for? Oh, I can't even think of it right now. Uh, but why'd you create the Inner Circle? It's been something that has been in my in my spirit for a few years, but it was not time to release it until now. And really the key reason, Jim, is this. I, I am so excited about the opportunity to go deep with a select few business professionals. This is for business professionals who want both spiritual and business growth in a combination of a team and one-on-one environment. We'll combine video training on spiritual issues, your kingdom come, your will be done, and then one-on-one traditional or whatever type of business, advising, coaching, um, executive development that they need. So it's a combination of spiritual and business development, all in one. Now, you were, you were sending out some emails to all the people that listen to your blog saying, okay, hey, time to sign up for the Inner Circle, and you said you only had a certain number of spots available. Are, is, is your first Inner Circle group all full? 
Actually, there were several people that did not qualify. Not everybody that applies qualifies. And that's actually, we take that to the Holy Spirit in prayer. Is this the right time? Is this the right place for these folks? And a few have qualified. There are some, there are some slots available. Okay. All right. Well, I want to talk about it because, you know, it's, it's one okay. thing to have a business roundtable discussion group, and there's some great ones out there. And, and, and we know, you know my heart, oh, the yeah. C12. I love C12, and I love FCCI. There's some great, I mean, Pinnacle Forum and Convene and Truth at Work. There's some great ones out there. I, what I loved about the, your description of the inner circle on drjimharris.com was spirit-led, kingdom-focused executive growth group, that this isn't, this isn't just a roundtable discussion. That this is a this is heavy duty discipleship, with the practical application section. I mean, that's what it sounds like to me. That's exactly right. Um, this is this is going a step beyond what all those other great groups, and I love them. I've spoken at their groups. Mm, they are. I They're phenomenal. Their folks, I know them so well. Um, but this is taking it a little bit farther down the spiritual growth side and not just looking at principles to apply but also as we've talked about how to be led so we're going to go we're going to dive into how to uncover and unleverage the spiritual gifts that you might have to maximize your marketplace impact that's one of the things we're going to do um and really one of the things i'm really excited about sharing is some some stuff that god has just given me just laid on me about how to prepare your nets for a supernatural harvest just like peter did in the boats with the fish you know, what did you do? What did he do? Learn. Well, there's a lot of lessons that we can apply to our business. Um, also, I want to I coach up folks on the spiritual side, how to go from a traditional devotional life, which is good and solid and wonderful, don't stop, but how to dive into communion. And <clears throat> that is where God really reveals big stuff to you. Okay, so stop there. The spiritual stop. side will coach every week. Okay, stop there for just a second. This communion thing. Yeah. You, you mentioned that yeah. in the last segment. Let's just talk about that. When you, yeah. you're talking about, instead of devotion prayer time, you're talking about communion time. What do you mean? Well, I was taught for many, many years, it's a great thing to have a devotional, maybe have follow along with somebody else's, um, you know, here's a few verses and just a few thoughts, what journal. That's wonderful. A traditional devotional life is fine, but usually they're 5, 10, 15 minutes, maybe 30 at the most, usually. Communion doesn't have a time limit. Like I mentioned to you in the last segment, sometimes my morning time goes two, two and a half hours. It just depends on when it seems that's enough. That's it. That's it for today. Sometimes it's 90 minutes. Sometimes it's two and a half, three hours. And in that communion time, and in fact, one of the things that I'm going to teach in the inner circle is how everyone can come up with their own clear the mechanism phrase. And this is what I mean by that. I used to come in and have traditional devotional life, Jim, but I learned, just like Kevin Costner did in the movie, for love of the game, you may not have ever seen that game, he was a baseball pitcher. But he blocked out everything out there. He had a phrase that was clear the mechanism. I've got my own clear the mechanism phrase, and that jumps me from just typically reading a few verses into a communion, and that is deep, deep, deep relationship, unhurried, with the Father. That's the difference, I'd say. That's my definition of devotion to communion. Deep, deep relationship. So when you're looking for people to join the inner circle, what I love about it, as, I'm, as I've read about it, is that this is going to be electronic connection. I mean, you're not always going to mm-hmm. be face-to-face, and so not everybody's got to drive to Pensacola to, have, to, to spend some time with you. But how often are you guys going to be meeting? 
Once a month minimum, we'll have live Zoom video training on the spiritual side, and then we'll have one-on-one um, discussions with each individual of the, uh, of the um, inner circle, and that would be for strategic planning and your priorities and the advising, coaching, and accountability, whatever that individual needs for the most. So it's going to be a minimum of two, if not three, connections every month, all digital. I currently have people, I have a Canadian-born tech executive who launched a business in Istanbul, Turkey, 20 years ago, and today he just sent me his um, his first down payment for 50%. So I have a gentleman from Turkey. I have an entrepreneur from Pensacola. I have a lady who runs an assisted living center just outside Orlando. We're, this is literally a global impact inner circle. It's going to be exciting. That does sound exciting. So who is the perfect fit for the inner circle with Dr. Jim Harris? I would suggest that the perfect fit would be a businessman or businesswoman that's at a somewhat executive, not ownership level, in a mid-sized or small, fast-growing business that desires two things, to do what they do for the kingdom, to be kingdom-focused, and also not only the spiritual depth, but also want to grow their business God's way. So it's both a combination of spiritual depth, commun- uh, communion time, believing in the gifts that you have and wanting to say, God, how can I use my supernatural gift of whatever it might be? How can I leverage that for the kingdom in a biblical way? And then grow uh, your business and then reap the, reap the rewards accordingly. Uh, all right, so let me just ask this question so everybody understands, because we talk a lot about the kingdom on this show. And and I want people to hear your perspective when you say do what they do for the kingdom. What do you mean? We want to make the supernatural natural. We want to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. Whatever whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever and you know we we've been taught that in the word. That simply means in heaven there's no poverty, there's no disease, there's no sickness. We want to bring that to earth. In heaven, there there is no distractions from doing the work of God. You have plenty. You have plenty of funds, plenty of people, plenty to do everything God's called you to do. And what we want to do is press into that kingdom focus and saying, yes, you can provide everything I need and more. Show me what you want me to do. Instead of just saying, how can I add 10% to my bottom line this year? Completely different starting place. Well, and, and, and as I like to explain to me, I'm just going to add on just a couple, just a little bit of my perspective, as I like to see it, is that sometimes our kingdom impact, as we, as we just bring a little piece of the kingdom in our part of the world, sometimes people experience it through our excellence. Sometimes they, they experience it through our love. But sometimes they just experience it through, uh, just by interacting with us. But as Christ followers, we are living in the kingdom. When we become Christ followers, eternity starts then. And we live in just a piece, a precursor of the true final kingdom that will once one day be ruling on the new heaven and new earth. But it is, it's fun to have that perspective, but it's fun to really bless people uh, by just being excellent and to loving them. You're absolutely right. Why not do that now? Why wait to heaven? We are to live like Jesus did. He didn't live a normal life. He lived with a kingdom perspective. He saw through spiritual eyes. He prayed for spiritual power. He released God's power. It wasn't him. That was God's power. He walked in that way. When he told Peter, 
throw out your net on the boat over there. And the boat almost sank because of the number of fish. Where did Jesus get that? He got that was that's called a revelation. God said, Tell him to throw the net on that side. And he did. And Peter had a supernatural harvest. And here's the beauty of it, Jim. Even though God Jesus spoke to Peter, the people around Peter, all of his colleagues, they were blessed because they brought their boats and nets out too and they were filled. So the supernatural favor overflows to those around you. So they see the favor of God. You say, it's God. I didn't do this. He told me where to throw the net. That's what we're talking about. How do we press into that? How do we make that part of our everyday life? That's what Inner Circle is going to dive into. Dr. Jim Harris, thanks for being an I Work for Him today. You're very welcome. If anybody answered, they can go to drjimharris.com slash inner circle. Technically, Jim, the the, uh, application time is over, but I'm going to do this for your followers all they have to do is download the application form that i have perfect and if they i gotta to say work. goodbye i gotta say goodbye you've been listening to i work for him just remember say it i work for him thank you for listening to the i work for him podcast with your hosts jim and martha brangenberg please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work to join the i work for him nation or subscribe to our weekly blog you can also follow us on social media at I work for him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I work for him and online, iworkforhim.com. I work the number four, him.com.